Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, a biblical Christian view of life begins and ends with Christ. We learn to value life from the moment of fertilization, for example, because the Son of God, who was God and is God, took on the form of a servant and was enfleshed in the womb of Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit as a real-life human when he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. We learn from Christ to value the human body, for he was fearfully and wonderfully made, knit together by the Father, and at his baptism was anointed by the Holy Spirit and was, in fact, the temple of God, and therefore worthy to be honored and treated as holy by his followers even after his death and burial. So also are the bodies of all human beings created in the image of God. For they too are fearfully and wonderfully made by the Father as he knits them together in their mother's wombs. And more than that, the bodies of the baptized, by having the Holy Spirit indwell in them, are temples of God to be treated as holy in the sight of God, not just shells to be disregarded. We learn from the universal atonement which Christ accomplished by his death on the cross that God the Father Almighty loves humanity. He loves all humanity and desires for all to be saved, as we hear from 1 Timothy chapter 2, which is why he sent his son Jesus as the propitiation for our sins. And not only ours, but for the sins of the entire world. Rich or poor, young or old, male or female, a child in the womb or a great-grandpa whose body has grown weak. We learn biblical Christian view of life from Christ himself, who in his body and soul together has fulfilled and carried out the words of Psalm 41, 1 and 2, which is our, uh, where our theme comes from for this Life Sunday. Psalm 41, uh, verse 1 says, Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. Now, before we consider how we might care for the weak and lowly among us, we must hear these words and apply them to Jesus. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. Jesus is the one who considers the poor and the weak and the lowly. He is the one who sees a sinful, wretched humanity, dead in our trespasses and sins, following the course of this sinful world, being led by the prince of the power of the air in his dominion of darkness, but who sees our helpless, sinful condition, not as a reason to avoid us, not as a reason to stay away and leave us alone, but rather, he is the one who sees our sin and our lost and condemned situation as the very reason that he comes down to earth to be our Savior. He does not only consider those who are poor in spirit as we might give consideration to a person's situation and decide whether or not it's worthy of any action, but rather his consideration is what causes him to act on the day of trouble in order to deliver, to deliver the poor and the lowly. He considers us, chief of sinners though we be, and because of his eternal divine love for us, he simply must act to bring about our deliverance. Blessed 
is the one who considers the poor. How amazing the depth of the love of God revealed in Christ, who will even endure hatred and betrayal in order to act in love and deliver the lives whom the Father formed and knit together in the wombs of their mothers. On the night that he was betrayed after washing the feet of his disciples, Jesus quoted a portion of this psalm in reference to Judas Iscariot and the act of betrayal that was soon going to be brought about. He said, the, the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I am telling you this now before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. The one who came because of his love and consideration for a lost and condemned people is he who would have Judas, his own disciple who had received his love and hospitality, who ate his bread, rise up against him. And as the psalm confesses, lift up his heel against him to strike him with an act of betrayal by handing him over to those who would crucify him. This is how Jesus loves until the end. When he who knew no sin became sin for us, was delivered up to his enemies for our trespasses, to be crucified for our deliverance. And even then, in his suffering and death, he would only act in love toward those who would become his enemies. When being reviled, he didn't revile back. When suffering, he didn't lash out with wild threats. But he continued entrusting himself to the Father who judges justly as he bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By this act of loving deliverance and the wounds which he earned in the process, the lowly of this world have their healing. And Jesus knew that his vindication would come. He knew there is simply no need to depart from the acts of love which the Father had given him, acts to which he was completely obedient, even to the point of death. He knew that he could bear all the pain and hatred and vengeance that sinful humanity could dish out, because in the end, he would be vindicated. His death would give way to life. And Psalm 41 confesses that too. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know you delight in me. My enemy will not shout and triumph over me. What looked like defeat would become his vindication. As in his resurrection, he would be glorified and revealed to the world as victorious. The Lord had indeed upheld him because of his integrity. The Father accepted his perfect self-sacrifice on our behalf. His resurrection is the revelation of his victory over sin, death, and the devil. But it also reinforces the value of the lives that he came to save. The one who considers the lowly of this world is he who is risen from the dead. And now in his ascension, he reigns in the presence of the Father, with all things under his feet. And so we continue to learn from him a biblical Christian view of life. Though we were the lowly, the chief of sinners, he considered us worthy to come and give his life so that we would be rescued and that we would be redeemed. Is there anyone among us 
who is outside the love of Christ? No. Is there anyone in our community for whom Christ's death was not suffered? No. Is there anyone whom the Lord God does not want to comfort with the preaching of the resurrected Lord Jesus? No. What about those among us who are stricken by guilt or shame because the lives they've already taken when they were given bad advice or didn't understand the consequences of their actions? <laughs> Blessed is the one who considers such a person worthy to come and shed his blood so that they too would be delivered from guilt and shame with the promise of life in the forgiveness of their sins. What about those who have been given a terminal diagnosis or who are stricken with poverty, who have suffered the loss of a spouse or who are enduring mental disability or who have endured the hostility of others? Blessed is the one, Jesus Christ, who has given his body into death so that these very people would know that nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate them from the love of God in Christ Jesus. What about those whose children have abandoned the faith? What about those who suffer temptations which cause their consciences to be stricken or which make them embarrassed? What about those who think there's no room for them in the church? What about those who have suffered acts of violence or hatred or even betrayal from the hands of those who claim the name of Christ? Blessed is the one and only Jesus Christ who teaches us with his life and with his love, who redeems the lost with his death, and who renews the troubled with his resurrection. Blessed is the one who brings forgiveness to the nations by baptizing them and identifying them as those loved by God. By God. These are all gifts that God gives us, free gifts. Or as Carly would say as we were playing uh, The Price is Right during Bible study at the lock-in, God's grace is free 99. That was a, kind of an inside joke we had there, but they dared me to say that in a sermon, so you understand that I, I had to say that. Plus, if you do Bible study after 11 o'clock, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> but all these are free gifts that God gives us. And he continues to give us these gifts. He feeds us with his very body and blood as we receive Holy Communion so that we might be raised with Christ, united with him, and might be those who also consider the lowly, who also serve as a blessing to those around us. Because if the love of God in Christ is for us, then it's also for everybody. And so we learn from Christ this biblical Christian view of life. And this biblical Christian view of life considers the poor and the lowly, regardless of their sins, as those who, like us, whom the Father has formed, whom the Son has redeemed. And that makes them worthy of our love and our compassion. And so with that, as we go forth from here and, and go out into our lives, let's have that as, as a focus to, as we who have been blessed by God can go out from here and serve as a blessing to others, to share with them the good news that they indeed are loved by God, that they indeed can have those same gifts that we have, that they may know the truth that we know, that in Christ we are blessed for life. Amen.